Sentire Media Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been quite a while. My name is Jason. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Ashley, and together we run, own, and operate La Tavola Marche, an agriturismo and cooking school here in beautiful Piobico, Italia, where it is definitely an autumn day. Good afternoon, Ashley. Ciao tutti. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm so sorry that it's been so long. If, I, I had no idea that anyone really cared. Yes, this is true. If anyone is still listening, today is the 4th of November, a beautiful Tuesday. It's the afternoon. Um, it's three. It's one fifty-five in the afternoon, and we have a little break uh before guests before arrive. Before guests arrive for the second half of uh, the second half of our Ford Slaughter Butcher, we'll talk about that later. But um, I know we can't. Last time we did a podcast when end of August. Something it was horrible. Sometime in August or July. It, this is, I think, the longest we've gone without firing up the mics. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, you guys, the people who are still listening <laughs> and who have emailed us throughout these months asking for podcasts or sending messages on Facebook, we appreciate it so much, and we totally felt the guilt trip in the good sense and so many times we tried to sit down and do it and then we've just been so busy and then we also left you guys with a huge cliffhanger of having a huge big announcement on the next podcast to announce in september and i think that is part of why we did not fire up the mics because we're not prepared to make that announcement (laughs) (laughs) so cliffhanger remains yes we can't nothing is finalized yet so we can't talk about anything until it's finalized and listen if you're really on the edge of your seat don't be because it's it's you'll be very disappointed (laughs) no and we had people email us everything from if we were expecting a baby or getting a divorce (laughs) so wow that's it has been the the gamut gamut. (laughs) yes and um no baby no divorce um and we're still trucking along we're doing well and we're just we just got busy i'm sorry (laughs) so let's just keep on moving and um should we talk a little bit about the summer let's just catch people up on the garden we i tried to make a few garden videos because um that is what takes up a lot of our time along with the guests and cooking but it's something we don't um i don't get to videotape or record and show in the winter so i thought it'd be a cool thing to do in the summer so if any of you guys were watching some of our taste of Italy YouTube videos you probably saw, but our favorite uh, big crop of the season, what we normally plant, about 420 or so tomato plants, damn near all died. Yep, bad year for the garden. It started out strong. It looked so good. We had friends in town. It was all, the weeds were all gone. It looked nice and clean. And then the rain came and the blight set in. And uh, not a great year for the garden. We had good peppers, good potatoes, good Great pumpkins. Oh, my God. Yeah. The pumpkins were prodigious. But um, as far as the uh, tomatoes, which is our main one, and anything that really liked the hot weather. So the melons didn't do well. The cucumbers didn't do well. Um, Right now, the garden is... I'm sorry. I just wanted to talk about the tomatoes for one more second. Normally, we jar about three or 400 kilos of tomatoes in jars for the winter and to start the spring. And thankfully... Our friend Marco, who some of you guys have met, who do the, who does the wine tours, um, Marco's Way, he has a garden, and he lives on the coast, and they didn't have nearly the humidity in the morning and the wet temperatures that we had. So he was gracious enough to bring up, um, gosh, 
100 kilo. About 100 kilo from his garden and some of his neighbors. So we do have some jars that we were able to put up thanks to friends, which is just a great testament of uh, country living out here. It I don't is, know. It really not, is. Like, it is when Marco showed up with his dad carrying the crates out from the car, it was like just such a great moment of thinking, God. You know, we're lucky that we don't rely solely. We don't have to solely rely on what we grow to eat completely. You know, we have the cooperative and we have friends and neighbors with gardens and um, it makes a huge difference. But yeah, now those tomato jars became very valuable because yes. there are not a lot of them. Yes. But, um, so the garden's all put away. To the, the pumps are put away. All the tubes for watering are done. The soil is turned. Yep. The neighbor, Pierangelo, came with the tractor, and it really looks like it. I mean, all that's left is the winter veg, yeah, like we the hardy. Have, yeah, let's see. We have cabbage. We have three different types of cabbage. We have cavolo nero, cavolo verza, cavolo uh, capucho. So the curly one, the, the regular head one, and then what we would call kale. Uh, but Cavalo people don't now. know what cavolo even is. Oh, sorry, cabbage, mm-hmm. cabbages. So it's interesting. The here in in Italian, um, you call a lot of the anything in the cabbage family cavolo. So it's you don't call it cauliflower, you call it cavolo fiore, um, fiore, uh, flowering cabbage, broccoli cavolo, or broccoli cabbage, or uh, cavolo Brussels sprouts or cavolo um, from br- Brussels. Uh huh. Brussels cabbages. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. Um, so we have the cabbages. We have some fennel. We have have um, some escarole and some wintery lettuces, and that's about it. And we put down the fava beans and the garlic for next year. And we still have a bunch of peppers that um, some of the cayenne, the spicier peppers, and the Scotch bonnets that we still don't know quite what to do yep, with. I still, <laughs> I still have a bunch of potatoes, but the onions are done, all gone. The garlic's all gone. We jarred a lot of um, green beans this year, pickled green beans, which are just so freaking good whether it's a bloody mary or just as a little antipasti or on a sandwich or in a salad it they're delicious we tried some pickled onions, onions this year too we got it we haven't opened them up yet no we sliced up onions and put them just pickled in a pickling brine and jarred them we'll see why how not that does. <laughs> um one thing that we have a ton of is apples oh the, my gosh all, all along the road the apples the crab apples the little green the little light light ones and our the apples that are cultivated here um, on our property just did inc- incredible just like the um plum trees this year the apple trees trees that we didn't even know were apple trees or had never seen turn red this way i mean it has just been incredible we probably have we've got a definite green apple tree in the front yard and then by the pool is a what i always thought was a green apple tree but it turned oh just like red delicious yeah. by the um cars and towards um the, the um, wood pile up towards the woods is almost like a pink lady or something. When you cut them open, there's like a pink vein through some of them. And it's so delicious. The apple tree behind the house. I mean, it, we've picked kilos of apples and really eaten them this year. Yeah. I mean, normally they just kind of fall and go to the porcupines and well, bore they never that really, They're always a little bitter. They're never and kind really of mealy. sweet. Yeah. They always have that more, yeah, crab apple, wild apple taste. And this year, just off the charts. They're sweet like sugar. It's incredible. So I've been looking around for an apple press because I'd love to make some juice oh i'm hooked i love it or make some cider but they don't um really do apple juice around here so i have to try to order one but 
this season, like all, like they're ready now. So even if I try to get one shipped down here, it's, it's just too late. It's too it's late for next year. And the other problem is then we look them up lo- online, and because we're not far from Germany, you can find some really cool like ones from Bavaria or from Holland and stuff. And some of them are huge. Some of the cooler ones are big. But Jason has to remind me: come the fall, it's just the two of us, and we can't go through that much apple juice. <laughs> Just um, like how big, like a two gallon kind of. Uh, I, 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 well, it was how ma- it was how many kilos the the press holds, not how. Oh, I thought it went by how many gallons came out. No, how much? You, haven't, you don't know how many gallons. Exactly. How, how much is going to come out because of you don't know how juicy they are. Okay, so moving on, um, truffles, truffles. Ooh, this year. Yes. Oh, oh! I thought you were starting. I just was uh, com- doing my side comments of my uh, color oh, man. I hear bits. your side. Com- <laughs> I hear your side comments. I hear them. Um, truffles this year were in abundance. Last year, uh, much drier, much drier summer, and um, truffles were about five thousand euro a kilo. White truffle. This year, uh, very wet summer, and truffles are everywhere, and they're cheap. They're about three to five six hundred euros a kilo and so the uh truffle festival we were i mean they're everywhere we're just buying them coming with from people coming out of the woods and um for, for very little for, it's so cool it's like really it's, cool it looks like a drug deal going down it does i'm I, gonna post a picture it, it really does it's you catch the guy as he's heading to his car which half the time they're parked in our driveway <laughs> so it's like okay as soon as you hear him loading up the dog run out there and gosh we've hit up numerous different truffle hunters coming straight from the woods which means you don't get any more jacked up of a price we run out with a scale in hand <laughs> and, and say you know what are you selling them for today they call it all depends it all depends and a lot of the times they want so here if i'm buying them out of the woods here's something you might not yeah know. this is interesting um they they want to sell the lot to a um like a what would you what would you call like a, a wholesaler a wholesaler so I don't want to buy their whole their whole haul for the day. So the wholesaler doesn't want the little ones. He only wants the big fat ones. So I'll take the little ones because to him they're not worth cleaning and they're they're usually smaller, but I find the little ones to be very aromatic. So I'll just take whatever little ones he has and it's it's great. Um sometimes the days are better than others. It's a roll of the dice, but um, Should we like be, like let's honestly for the podcast listeners, let's make them kind of um, stop in their tracks. So when we get them direct, <laughs> oh, I'm paying, let's talk I'm about the price. Like Three hundred and fifty euros a kilo. Exactly, meaning for a hundred grams, hundred grams or thirty five euros. Well, I, I was going to say a more practical usage, like for a dinner for four or five people. Oh, probably um, four or five people under a hundred, but under a hundred euros, I would have more than enough. Exactly. Now you guys can. Uh, close your jaw again <laughs> i mean it's insane i mean if we're just doing a little taster like how i've been doing exactly. it over the like carpaccio or just on the crostini or something like 30 40 euros worth of white truffles more than like we had so many the other day no one wanted to put it it was ridiculous no one wanted to put them on anymore everyone's like eh I have enough. It's like, okay. Well, because it also people were afraid it was going to overpower the rest of the dish if they put too much on, but it was hysterical. Jason kept going, you guys, seriously, put more truffles on. When are you going to get a chance to do this? And so, I mean, because you just think, seriously, to get a 30, 40 euro worth and it makes, you know, a really special thing with someone's dinner, what you would be paying in any state in America for that anywhere, is ridiculous. Any, anywhere yeah, any part. Leave Italy. Um, well, if you want to, we get more into depth about truffles in other po- in podcasts. For if you look back uh, on our um, iTunes feed to other podcasts around this time of year, we go. I know we've done an in depth truffle one, and uh, my stance still stays the same. 
<laughs> it sure does. It's no, hysterical. No mushroom coming out of the woods is worth that price. And yes, they're, they have no, it's not a taste. It's a smell. That's what anyone, everyone doesn't realize. They don't really taste. They, it puts it in your nose. Like, and um, you don't cook them. There's no cooking done with truffles. You, sh- you grill a steak and shave it over. You make an omelet and shave it over. And, and that last little nub when you're shaving it isn't good to eat. It's not like, yeah, it's not like, like, oh, that last little edge of the meat when you're cutting it and that edge meat, little crust. Uh, the, no, no, no. I'm just saying the, like in general when you're cutting something, that last little edge piece, sometimes you pop it in your mouth, whether it's the carrot, the edge of the meat or whatever, the piece of fruit you toss it in and you're like oh that's not bad you would not do that with a truffle it would taste very weird it does taste weird the consistency, the consistency when it's big chunks is weird uh-huh. um it's i equate it to diamonds before de beers came along and created a market for diamonds it was just a stone and the same thing is true with truffles if you do a little research you'll find that a hundred years ago no one was paying you know crazy prices for truffles it was just another mushroom that you dug up and came and that was just underground instead of on the floor of the on the floor of the forest and italians cooked with truffles like they did mushrooms or wild edibles the same way for thousands of centuries up Th- until hold on hold on sorry thousands sorry of sorry hundreds of centuries accurate. no that's not accurate either hundreds of centuries <laughs> hundreds do you know centuries. what a hundred centuries yes that would be a lot of times hundreds of years thank you <laughs> But We're back, we, baby. We have they, to be accurate. You can't, you can't right. just say that. You're right. I want it to be accurate. I don't want it to be like I was just making this up. Italians have cooked with these things for hundreds of years, and it wasn't until the 50s or 60s that these things changed. And yes, this is why Jason calls it the Bears Factor, because what the hell happened? What kind of market was created? But still living here in the Valley, we get a pretty good deal. Um, so the truffle festivals were great. We went to the Motoraduno or the uh, the motorcycle rally in Sant'Angelo and the truffle festival. Working and, on a video for that. Uh, the one the truffle festival in Apecchio went very well, and now this is the second weekend of the truffle festival in Aquilania, which we went to last weekend, which was nice. Yeah. So it's a uh, tartufi, tartufi, <laughs> tartufi time. <laughs> um, so with all the tr- with all the truffles around, we did our first uh, week of forage slaughter butcher last. Last week, and um, we're starting the second week today on Tuesday. Faithful listeners will remember Jason's brother affectionately calls it murder, death, kill. Um, where this is our <laughs> end of the we always end the year with this program. We slaughter chickens, we forage for mushrooms, we butcher pigs, we do cooking classes. It's just kind of go get, to the truffle festival. We go to the truffle festival. It's a real get your hands dirty and and get into it, uh, pull on the boots, kind of talk uh, the talk, yeah, or walk the walk. <laughs> kind of end of the season and it's fun because we get to do something a little different and uh we usually get a very uh uh, the guests who usually do this are really that kind of person who would be into that so it's cool we get the yeah for sure you don't get anyone too squeamish for this one no it really weeds the i think the uh the title of the week (laughs) weeds a lot of people out which is okay yeah and just to also reiterate for something with this is that when we do something like slaughter the hens. It's never a fun thing. It's not. Um, no, we're not. It's, it's not, not a party. like a party time day. It's. It sucks. I mean, we love our hens. We know what they're here for the whole time, but it's also a real kind of we're thankful for the life that they are giving us and the food that they will be um, leaving behind. And it's something that we are really respectful of and reflective on. And um, 
So I know that we kind of sometimes are crass the way we'll say murder, death, kill. <laughs> but I think that it's really just all about um, understanding more the connection to the food that we eat and where it comes from and um, why that's important. I agree, totally agree. So we're getting ready to start week two of it today with guests arriving. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We'll get to do what, we'll, more chickens to more chickens to slaughter. We'll, more pigs to go up and and um, with Carlo and Gija uh, up up at their pig farm. And hopefully uh, we'll have better mushroom hunting this yeah. time. Yeah, and it's warmer this week, so it was interesting. We had a cool summer, cool wet summer, and then like a. Um, September and October were really warm. Full on Indian summer, I would say. Yeah, it absolutely. Was it was it was in the twenties a lot of the days, the warm nights. Like some nights it was like, Why are we eating inside? It, we should be you know It, it was, was warmer in some nights in October than it was at the end of August. Absolutely. and then the uh cold, Which is I think why the truffles did so well. I, I have no idea. Um, but the cold just came, so it really does feel today's a blustery autumn day. The, the clouds are moving by real fast. Last week, we had the fire for the first time, and that's always one of those, like, oh, my gosh. It both is so – it's that bittersweet moment where <sighs> feels the season changing, and it's also the dun-dun-dun. Like, now we have to heat with the fire. Yeah, now it's, t- <laughs> now it's time for heat. Um, we had the delivery of wood, and we got half the – oh, my gosh. So the first delivery of wood came, and how many – I know people do it by the um, court or something in America. Cord, oh, well, cord. in the States, it's a cord. Here, they do it by weight. Here's why I love Italy. Okay, quick story. This is this is Italy in a nutshell. So our neighbor, um, <laughs> our na- our neighbor's been delivering wood for us for for several years, and every time he delivers wood, I try to pay him. And he when was- I try to pay him, he says, "No, no, this is a man's talk. Uh, this is not woman's work." <laughs> so for the past three years, I've tried to pay him. After every time he delivers the wood, several times, not just like, "Hey, let me pay you." It's like every time I see him pass on the road. Hey, I need to give you money for the wood you delivered. Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Well, this time I didn't have to ask him because he gave me a ridiculous bill for the last three years. Now, <laughs> I totally, I absolutely owe him this money. This is not my debate. My only debate is the reason why I tried to pay him each year is be- to avoid this situation right here. Because that was not – three years' worth of heating wood was not in the budget for October. For a random day. For a random day in October. <laughs> a random day in October where he pulls up and the- – first of all, also his accounting is true yet is done in a way. On the back of a ripped up envelope. Uh-huh. And just chicken scratch. And it was awesome. It was like I thought. Oh, I'd love to see your other files. <laughs> so, um, so, and then it's like, well, I don't have any. He gives you a little ticket for the weight. He they go they go and weigh the truck, and then they uh, weigh the truck full of wood, and the difference is how much wood you get. I don't know why they do it by weight here, but they don't do it by volume. Um, so I don't have all the tickets he gave me for the past three years. You know, you clean up, you just. Or they're put away, they're filed away. Or they're kind of filed thing. away. Who knows? Either way, we're not organized enough. So whatever he has written on that piece of paper, it's like, all right, yeah, fine, okay. But oh my god, it drives me insane. It drives me insane because I just didn't want to pay thousands <laughs> of euros for wood to me this week. <laughs> And uh, then it's like, oh, and would you like a glass of wine? Of course, <laughs> yes. Um, so also with the wood, we pa- perfectly stacked that first delivery. We filled the outdoor kitchen area nice and tight, and we had one or two more barrel loads, and we thought, oh, let's just pile it up on this 
this uh, nice stack we got here. Jason throws on those last few pieces. Oh my god, it was like a it was like a cartoon. It was like a total cartoon. The, is the <laughs> last three pieces of wood go onto god. the top of the beautiful, perfectly straight side <laughs> like, stack? Like it's so seriously straight stack. Jason won't even let me stack the corners because no, he's no, like, no. Oh, no, 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 I do the corners. <laughs> I put the last one on, and the whole front left corner just gives way, and half of the stack just tumbles. <laughs> it's evening. We we're exhausted now from stacking wood all day. We look at each other, and it's just like, oh shit, and it's. It's this wood for the wood burning stove, so it's real th- small. It's, yeah, it's the it's short not, pieces. It's short little pieces, so it makes it even harder to stack because they don't sit very well. The big long pieces for the well, not big long, but normal size logs for the um, fireplace is much easier to stack. So we've got that to look forward to, and in the meantime, two more deliveries of wood have been <laughs> dropped off. So we're ready. Was, yep, we're ready for winter, but uh, we've got some stacking to do and. I don't know. What's the talk of the winter forecast? What did the what did the onions say? Oh, what did the onions say? So he, did we talk about this? Well, I'm sure we've talked about it before, but um, the onions have said that it's supposed to be warm until December. Yeah, the onions. So here we don't uh, in the, <laughs> in America we have the groundhog, and he predicts the weather for the next season. But here in Italy, you have the onion, and they cut open an onion and they read the the uh, layers of the onion. And this year, the onion said we were supposed to have a beautiful hot summer and a uh, mild winter, and the summer sucked and. I feel like I just feel like we're gonna get pounded this winter. I ordered Do you? more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I ordered, no! <laughs> I ordered more wood than we normally get because um, uh, I just don't want to get stuck out. And last year we we needed a little bit more in early March, and it was just a pain in the butt. So I ordered more, but I, I do. I feel like winter's going to come, and it's going to be hard. Oh my god! I'm ready. So one more week. We have this. We have the next five days. Everyone leaves on Sunday, and then Sunday we have our annual Thanksgiving uh, lunch, where we uh, we we uh, invite all the people who've helped us out during the season, um, all the Italians, to, uh, local people, um, to thank them for helping us, and we make a semi-traditional American Thanksgiving. Yes. So um, the first year we did a real traditional thanksgiving where you do everything like on the table at once so you know whole roasted turkey the stuffing yeah the the vet you know two types of potato blah blah blah. and And it was like overflowing like cake tier stands keeping things high there was food all low like it it was was cornucopia overflowing thanksgiving thanksgiving and we were like this feeling real good about it too and uh (laughs) it freaked it freaked the italians out because too much they don't do what they call piatto unico or one plate they do courses so when you get the meat course it is the meat when you get the antipasti the it's just the antipasti so seeing everything all out at once they just stood there with their plates in hand like what are we supposed to yeah, do yeah they didn't like, they don't like it they don't like mixing different things like american like i don't know thanksgiving is pile all the shit on your plate like mm-hmm. We're disgusting fat people. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that my friend Teresa was saying something like, I don't want to see plate. Like, it should be piled high and overflowing. <laughs> so, but that's not how they do things here. So, I've modified Thanksgiving a little bit. So, one thing I've learned is that you must have pasta at a Sunday lunch. If I don't have pasta, it's not – they just – it's not – they'll – it's just not Sunday lunch. So I definitely have to have pasta. Number two is that you can't overwhelm them with the turkey. So if you do turkey and stuffing with the stuffing inside the turkey, that's it. No, maybe a little salad or something, or but no turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, blah, blah, blah. You can't have all that stuff towards the end. It's too much. And um, 
Number three is that um, you still have to do the proper like break it up. Yeah, yeah so, and like this, you still have to do like the sliced meats and cheese. Yeah, and- so you have to still do an antipasti. Like, <laughs> so I'll still have to do like um, Chris, um, like chicken liver pate crostini, and I'll do some of our homemade sliced salamis and prosciuttos and all that stuff, and I'll do. Uh, some kind of other veggie something. And Probably the farro salad. Maybe farro salad with, uh, with pomegranate. some pomegranate seeds. But then we'll do two primos. We'll do a pumpkin soup because I have so many pumpkins. and um, It's always um, – well, so many people have been coming to our lunch now for so many years. The people are regulars. But the pumpkin soup, they don't really use pumpkin like that. Like, not really. So I think it's a really nice something different. And then I'll do a um, porcini – uh, lasagna bianco with white lasagna with porcini and then i'll do the turkey with stuffing and then a bunch of desserts but the so that's as the, you know they like to see the, the whole turkey trips them out because they don't do a whole they don't roast a whole turkey they definitely have turkey breasts they have turkey legs but if i go when i go to the butcher or whenever wherever i go i have to order the turkey they don't just have turkeys hanging out but mm-hmm. if you had it but if you wanted like a half a pig that's no problem you exactly. can go down in there any day any i could walk into the butcher rabbit right now and say i need a rabbit a half a pig a goose um a, a, a capon like all mm-hmm. these other things but a whole turkey probably not that's so funny so uh. that so that'll be the uh, sunday the ninth that'll be the on the ninth for uh, lunch and that's our thank you. And then from there, the house gets Yeah. Then on the 10th, we hang our plastic sheeting. Yep. So <laughs> it gets real classy. We'll hang up the sheeting in the uh, in the arch be- that separates the kitchen and the dining room so the warm air will stay in. And um, Jason had an idea this uh, earlier and was like, you know, we could be classy and hang like curtain <laughs> or well, I was like you know, you know and i thought oh my god i didn't even think about that <laughs> or even double it up like the have the plastic on one side so it double insulates well it. you go into the, like the castles and they have these big thick is it velvet like what probably, is it probably yeah like a big velvet kind like of thing or really like... heavy curtains and it's because the windows are all drafty and i thought well instead of having plastic sheeting and looking like we live in a double wide like a re- renovated double wide why don't we get or like constrictions going on on the other side yeah this isn't you know? it's not like we're going this is our we're, we're not going to be you know it's not like we're not going to live in the italian country like we can actually go and get some of this there's a fabric store in film no i think it's so smart i think we should do it because it'll look a little nicer do you know how to sew a hem not a clue i could staple it <laughs> you can take the girl out of the trailer park huh so you okay? So let me you. We're I gonna, can sew a button, but I have no we'll idea. To, we'll take it to Carolyn. She yes. knows how to. She has a sewing yes. machine. She's a lady. She, <laughs> is, uh, she knows what to do. Okay, very good. So then that's it. We close up the house. We shut off. Shut off all the. Close up all the windows. Close. You know. Um, wrap. You know. Strip the beds and then put the winter things over the beds so they stay for winter. And that's it. Baby. I know it's crazy. It really. I know it's always this kind of um, fun feeling of shutting it down, you know, like uh, it's now just the two of us and it's quiet and it'll be nice. I'm so ready for the fall. And it is the fall, but you mean winter. Yeah. I mean, I guess I do mean winter. It just, we didn't really have that fall air. No, today it feels exactly. So, I mean, it's only recently we started wearing socks again. (laughs) So what will we do during the, during the winter? Well, we'll go, we'll take a little, we'll travel around a little bit. Uh, There's places in Italy we haven't seen before so i'd like to do some inner italian driving around um we will start our 
Um, Live <laughs> from Italy, <laughs> our online cooking classes are back, season two. We are pumped and ready to go. Um, announcing the dates, December, we're, they're going to be Sundays in December. Um, Sunday, December 14th, Sunday, December 21st, Sunday, December 28th. And Sunday, January 4th. Um, we're starting with the four days and those four Sundays, and we'll go from there. They'll all be at 8 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time, and I know most of you who, who, who I do not know what the hell that means. So most of them will be at – all of them will be at this time, 12 noon for Pacific Time, 3 p.m. for New York, 8 p.m. for London, and 9 p.m. for Rome. It's all the same moment in time. <laughs> it's just depending on where in the world you live. Exactly. And again, the poor Aussies are left out I'm this sorry, year. Aussies. You guys, we, it's really tough. We tried tough. to do the math, and it was like, oh, my God. We would have to do one at like 2 a.m. or something. Or it was that theirs was going to be – they'd be viewing it at that time. It just – It doesn't work out. It doesn't really work. But um, we are going to keep you guys posted on the details of where we will be streaming live. As of right now, it looks like we're going to be doing YouTube. YouTube live event, not a hangout. You don't have to um, be a Google Plus member or anything. It'll just, um, I think, be on our YouTube channel, and we're gonna um, announce those details soon. To yeah, come. menus will be coming out and all that good stuff. Um, it's really interesting how fast the technology changed in just a year because uh, things that were available this year, like um, actually actually being able to upload in in um, in a with a um, Upload high definition video is might be possible this year, whereas last year it was not even possible at all. Then that was, you know, that was what really affected our image quality. So this we're getting technical, but uh, yeah, we're trying to make it better for you guys. We're trying to. Um, it's just great to see the technology moving so fast, and um, we're on the cusp of it way out here. So it all depends on. Yeah, we're how... not actually at the technological forefront here in the Italian country. That's side. what I was just gonna say. <laughs> I think Italy's don't have the slowest bandwidth in Europe, so. So uh, we're still struggling through things that we can't really um, control, control. <laughs> but we're working on it. We're working on it. And like Jason said, working on some menus, I th- some fun things that um, I know we're going to do is the cavatelli, a um, pasta made with semolina dough. And that is a really quick, easy one you guys can make at home without no rolling pin even needed. It's great. Um, we're going to do things like poached pears, which are gorgeous for your Christmas menu. Um, I'm excited. We've got some good menus in store. So keep on the lookout. And if you're interested, uh, just become a what? Just So if you want to stay in the loop, two things you can do. One, shoot me an email at info at latavolamarche.com, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E.com. Or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you are a um, subscriber to our YouTube channel, which is just La Tavola Marque, um, then when these things go live and the um, events are planned, you'll get immediate emails and on the list right away. So we'll keep you posted. I'm excited. But uh, it also is that feeling that winter's on its way. We've got our cooking classes coming back. And that response was huge. I couldn't believe it, too. Yeah, it's, it's... So I was just shocked how quick that's been getting around. So we've had a great um, first day. We just made the announcement on Sunday of the dates. And, oh, my gosh, the influx of emails has been uh, shocking. <laughs> I had no idea. Just like the podcast that anyone was really listening or watching or waiting to have us come back. But we're back, baby. We're back. Winter's, winter's on its way, and it means that we've got all the time for this stuff. 
Um, other things from autumn that I love that are around here again that I forget about all the time is the smell of the air. Oh, my the, gosh. Uh, going through our valley and just driving around, you smell that um, crisp, cool air mixed with fireplace. Um, other things that... It reminded you the other day of yeah. our first trip out here. Our first trip out here. we In the winter. In the winter, our first trip, we stayed in Cali, which is not too far away. And it was uh, around the time of uh, Epiphany. It was La Bufana because we ran into the uh, festival, the La Bufana Festival in Urbana. And I just remember that smell in the air. It's like... Um, for, like trees and forest and green and wet and fireplace and sweaters and holiday and vin brulee that's the other thing and i was it, gonna say is uh spiced red wine hot warm spiced red wine and roasted chestnuts yep we've got some ready to roast tonight we are gonna well maybe yeah we're gonna do it do it this oh, week God, the, um, it's windy we'll it's see windy, if we get yeah. on fire um but roasted chestnuts so roasted chestnuts are an acquired taste at least for me it was yeah they're the first not year i hated them they're not crunchy like a roasted uh any other nut that you roast they're kind of soft in the middle and um i like them when they're slightly burned uh you you kind of have to cut a slit in one side of them and then you put them on a uh over over coals then you have to kind of keep them moving so they cook evenly then you put them in a uh, damp cloth or damp towel and you let them kind of steam cool a little bit and then you eat them and they're soft in the middle uh Acquired taste. You might not like them at first because you're expecting a crunchy nut and it's soft. But, man, will they just remind me of autumn in Italy. It sure does. chestnuts. And um, warning to those listening. Roasted nuts on the streets of New York are not the same and are absolutely disgusting. Don't fall for it. They smell so good, but our taste disgusting. Oh, the nuts for nuts? <laughs> yes, do on the corner. Not, in, if it, you live in New York or go to New York, do not get the nuts. It smells so guys. good. It's cold out and that steam and smoke is coming out. And you're like, oh, some roasted nuts sound so good. Nasty. And they're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Nasty. But at a festival in Italy, always give it a try. It's worth it for sure. Uh, so anything else? Should we uh, keep it short and sweet? This is our welcome back podcast. You think? You, yeah, you want to keep it short and sweet? Are we at? What are we at? We're at about thirty-five minutes. I just know we've got guests arriving, and um, we got to get ready. All right. So we'll, you, you know what? It's always good. It's always good to keep, like a like a hot chick. You want to keep them wanting more, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Very good. Uh, bring it home. So now that the uh, season is coming to an end, you, we will get to a regular schedule somewhat. I'm not going to make any uh, bold proclamations. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll definitely have more time to that we know where we're not looking over our shoulder, keeping one ear open for people coming, going, or or the uh, uh, the general goings on of the farm itself. Um, very good. Bring us home. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sending us your emails and asking us to, uh, come back to the airwaves or to the podcast world. And we're back, baby. All right. You can find us at La Tavola Marche, L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E, latavolamarque.com, latavolamarque.blogspot.com for all the latest happenings. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at La Tavola Marque, also on YouTube. YouTube and Vimeo at La Tavola Marque. And just to switch it up, follow my Instagram feed, which is blowing up by the way, um, at Ashley Bartner, A-S-H-L-E-Y-B-A-R-T-N-E-R. 
just know that Ashley's self-esteem is definitely connected to her likes online. So <laughs> by up. liking, you make herself, you make Ashley's self-esteem go up, which is a horrible sign of our times. That is not true. <laughs> I feel like it's more that it is justification for the photos that I've taken than my self-esteem. <laughs> I like to give you shit. Though. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we don't have a song this week, but I know I want to put up, I know a song that I do want to put up. Um, it's, his name is Andrew Bird, and um, we just gotten into, he plays old-timey music. It's kind of hipster, but... It's a little hipster, but this is something we listen to during our cooking classes and making dinner all the time, so we'll throw up one of his songs at the end. All right, very good. Okay, thank you so much for listening, and until next time, from beautiful Pio Coatalla, Thank you so much. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao.
Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.